Chad Prather rose to internet fandom as the man who's unapologetically Southern. Keith Oaks is a published author who failed his way to success. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only a Southern Spitfire and a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with Chad Prather and Heath Oaks. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Second Shot. Today's another interesting day. Mr. Chad Prather's uh, obviously been out traveling a lot, doing lots of shows. So yes. we've got some other people in the house. We're obviously, producer Zach here. Hey. and. Uh, producer Kristen is still still out, and we've got um, <laughs> Luke Livingston in here, our intern uh, for the summer that's going to help us out video a little bit, and special guest Matt Stoker, who's been in radio for a long time and hello, has hello. his OK Talk show. How are you, Matt? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I've got big boots to fill right here, so. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Indeed. Next to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, well, the funny thing is, is, is it's like, uh, well, Matt, we're going to get to know each other really fast here, I guess, you yeah. know? I mean, we <laughs> act like we know each other, maybe? That's the way it works. We pretend until we actually do. I agree. That's that, the way it works. And we, we just were talking off show because I just found a new breakfast phenomenon this morning that I'm assuming a yes. lot of people know about, but like. I had to drop some stuff off at UPS, and you look over the left, there's I heart kolache place. I like kolaches, you know, regular deals, but go in there, and these are like rolls stuffed with bacon, egg, and cheese, and all this, and I'm like, this is heaven. <laughs> like, this is going to be my new stop. Think about the, the course of your life from yes. this day on. Right. You found this place, and this could be your new breakfast, and now you've passed that information along to me. My life. So now I'm yeah. going to spread it. I'm just changing lives. <laughs> That's really all are. I do. Shout out to you really are. I, I heard Kalachi's. What's called? I think it is. I don't I, remember. I mean, I just literally walked in there and I saw the rolls stuffed with stuff, and I went, "Wow, that looks amazing." And it was. It you know, changed my morning. It's funny. With a, with a name like I Heart Kalachi, I would think it falls in line with something like I Heart Media. It seems very generic. It's almost like putting an I in front of a name like iTunes or iCloud or something like that. It seems very like, oh, that's, that's boilerplate. You know, we've seen that before. So it's cool that you go in there. It's actually something different and cool. I would know? straight up change their entire look, <laughs> their entire name, because... You're right. They yeah, like I look I, like a. That's why I've never stopped in yeah, there. Yeah, I passed that place. I just thought it was Kalachi's, but I had to be next door, and I was like, you know what? I need me a little. Maybe they got a breakfast sandwich, something. Walked in there, and now I found the most amazing things in yeah. life. What a good feeling! What a good feeling that is too to just stumble across something. Yes, that oh, that's you, the greatest. This I've been passing this every single day or uh, every week. <laughs> Finally stop in here. Why didn't I do this sooner? You mean to tell me you can do something without reading a Yelp review or something? <laughs> I, I, it's I amazing. I often do, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's I amazing. I often do. Hey, we got our first headline. This is a, this is a cool one. This is actually kind of a little fun one, which yeah. is, which state has the world's best roller coasters? Now, this can get to a heavy debate with some people, you know, because everybody thinks their roller coasters are, are the, you know, best of end-all, be-all, so... Um, in Texas, we've got some really good ones. I mean, with, with Six Flags and everything else, but it says, uh, as you're climbing that hill, being seren uh, serenaded by the clacking of the car you're strapped into, there's only the track in front of you, grades, money, love, heartbreak, there's no room in your head for any of that while you're on a roller coaster. And that's mm. so true, right? Yeah. True. Um, so, you, you got any roller coasters kind of your favorite? Or were you the roller coaster guy or not, Matt? Like, I'm, Well, I, I like roller coasters, but I'm, trying to, I'm sitting here trying to think if I've ever even been on a roller coaster in another state. <laughs> I've been to other states, but I don't know that I've ever gone and ridden a roller coaster there. I've been to Six Flags, obviously, a bunch. I've been down to Galveston and, and the Kima Boardwalk, and they've got an old rickety roller coaster down there. Like oh, Texas really? Giant. God, that thing will beat you to death. Uh, this thing is even worse than Texas really? Giant. And yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I have relatively long legs, so you sit, you're so cramped. 
sure. And the one time I, I rode it, we got stuck on the hill. Uh, it was I, really? something broke oh, down. Oh, wow. So we were at a, you know, a 45-degree angle going up this hill, and it was like, well, you guys are going to be sitting here for about 20 minutes while we sort this problem out. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was no, not worth the ride after that. I can tell you that. There's nothing like a, a roller coaster car the size of an American Airlines seat. I've definitely been to a couple of uh, a couple of coasters outside of the state. I don't know, Disney over in Florida. I went up to a place in Illinois. It was great. And roller coasters are funny because for me it's all about the setting it's the things around the roller coaster like I think of the great roller coasters in, in, at Disney World they probably weren't that great but I remember Disney World that's the thing yeah. but when you're on the coaster you're absolutely right everything everything else fades away it's the experience it's well, the thrill of going the of riding that hill and then hitting the drop and, oh, were man. either of you the kids that were scared to death of them or loved them oh I was because I feel like there's always two <laughs> Sides of that group of people. I was. My very first trip to Six Flags, I'd never ridden a roller coaster or anything like that. I was probably maybe five or six, and my dad got me in line for the Judge Roy Scream, which is just, oh, I mean, yeah. all, literally all it does is just go up and down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the simplest roller coaster in the world. <laughs> but he didn't tell me what it was. We were just in line, and then we're sitting in this car, and all of a sudden we're going up this hill, and I'm like, whoa, wait, wait a minute. Like what? What have I? What have you gotten me into? Right. And I screamed that entire thing. I thought I was going to die that entire trip up and down and after that i realized i mean it's like a lot of things in life right like as soon as you get to the end you're like yeah oh that wasn't so bad i'm no, alive kind of worth it to try right? I'm, in, I'm in one piece and then i kind of got I'm, I, I'm not a fanatic but if if there's a good one i'll go on it i'm not afraid sure. to go on any of them anymore I, we, I was the one my brother and i growing up i was the one crying because i wasn't tall enough to ride them and my brother was crying because my parents <laughs> were making him do it <laughs> Like, I was the kid who would try anything at yeah. two years old. You sure. name it, my brother's scared to death of it. You know, what's interesting about roller... Well, you just kind of really brought up a really good point on a roller coaster to me that, that I actually had not thought about, which throw me off here is, you go, you know, it's like most things in life. When you just try them, it really ends up not being as bad as you thought it would be, right? Right, exactly. You can you can sit there and worry about it and think, oh, what could, what could happen here? What could yeah. happen here? And then when you get through it, I mean, like, more than likely, you're going to be at the end and say, well, that was, that was exhilarating. It wasn't so bad. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I talk to entrepreneurs and stuff. Whenever you're going into something, I always try to help prepare. We, we had a big growth team meeting this week where we had some, a couple hundred of the top leaders across our region in, yeah. and, and really given some tactical things to help grow their business on a growth, on a growth mindset. And some of the things that we were talking about, I said, you know, I, I try to prepare people for what's coming. I try to prepare people that you're going to have your highs and lows um, because, but I'm not going to prepare you fully for it. Because if you know what's coming, you may not do it. Right. But once you get done, you're going to realize it really wasn't that bad. Like, it's amazing to me how you can go, how you'll go, you think you couldn't live without an income for like five months. Like there's no way you could survive. Of course. But I have watched people that, that if you, if you thought you weren't going to have that for five months, you would never do it. But if you've done it, you made it five months. It, it wasn't the prettiest, but you got your way through it. Um, one of my, I, I'm a, you know, in sales and, and leadership in sales and lead a lot of salespeople. And everybody knows salespeople are the most, Dramatic, A-type <laughs> people. Yes. There is correct. I mean, there's Absolutely. there's not much more sure. difficult than the difficult emo to to lead emotions of salespeople, right? Yeah. So I've always given a great explanation. I think that that kind of helps with the salespeople, and I think it also helps us in our life, which is, um, you know, handle your emotions. I think handling your emotions and checking life from your personal relationships to your business relationships to everything can help. Um, I think calm a lot of drama in everybody's life and help make it through it. So. 
Um, it's the analogy like a freight train versus a roller coaster. You know, the Titan, when it was made here in Six Flags, was the tallest roller coaster, I think, in the world, I think, at that time. Might the have country, been. At least the country. At yeah. least the country, for sure, like for that amount of time. What was really cool, though, did you know that, you know, the Titan has the is dug underground, you know, so when it goes up really high, yeah. when it drops, it goes underground. That's not for just look, because it couldn't stop at the ground because of the how weight high, pulling. How high it was, Because really? of how high it was and how fast it would be traveling. Oh, it wow. needed more time <laughs> to level out for our bodies to handle it. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, you know, so that's super high. A freight train travels this whole country. Does a freight train ever get to a steeps like that? Not at all, right? No, of course not. But it always chugs along, right? If you ever let your emotions get as high as the Titan, you have the ability to get as low as under the ground. Mm. If you ride the freight train type of emotions and never let yourself get that high, you never drop that much because a freight train never does. Mm -hmm. So I think about it, always try to look at those things that when things are getting you riled up or things are putting you in situations where it is, check your emotions. Understand that you can't get that high because you can get that low. Start trying to ride, you know, kind of ride that, that stuff. Anything, Matt, have you ever had any examples where the, that, that emotional roller coaster or ride the freight train or have it handled or not? Yeah, I mean, less, less so in business, but definitely in personal relationships mm. where you can, you can see yourself. It's one of those things where if you can recognize it at the time, like let's just say you're getting into to an argument with somebody. Yes. And you can take a step back and say, wait a minute, this is about to go somewhere that, like, you know, the coming down off of this argument is going to be really bad. Because we're going to say some things that are going to get us right. that high. Oh, right, sure. yeah, exactly. We're going to elevate this thing to beyond the Titan. Yes. And then it's going to go really low. Yeah, yeah. So it's nice, or it's it's a good ability to have to step back and say, okay, I'm I'm angry right now, I'm upset, but I need to understand that at, at some point later today or tomorrow, I'm not going to be. Exactly. And I'm going to look back and say, I regret what I did, and... I need to dial it back a little bit and, and think about that. And that's hard. It's a hard thing to do. But if you can manage that, I think you, get, well, you can get a long way. And here's life. the other thing. And look at a, a roller coaster versus freight train. Which one actually travels further? Exactly. Mm. Do you want to go further in life? You ride the emotions. A freight train goes all over the country. A, a, a roller coaster goes basically in circles and get, right back to where it started. Exactly. You get right back. Because it's going point. up, down, sideways, and it's stopping right back. A freight train... That thing could travel to all new ports all over the country oh, because yeah. it is running a stable, nice approach. And I hope that next time your emotions are getting high, business, personal, that you kind of think of a freight train in a roller coaster and go, what am I on right now? And realize I'm on a roller coaster. I need to step back, take a step back because I want to go places. And a freight train goes places, a roller coaster doesn't. Mm. So I hope that kind of takes a little bit into a, um, uh, you know, a piece with you next time and, and as you move forward. So... Thank you, guys. Uh, we'll be right back in a minute with the, the second segment of Second Shot. He likes cowboy hats and boots. And he's a suit and tie kind of guy. Chad Prather and Heath Oaks host more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. 
Hey everybody, it's Chad here, and if you know anything about me, you know that I read a lot of books, at least three to four a week, and there's one that I've read several times. It's by my buddy, Heath Oaks. It's called Ignorance on Fire, Failing Your Way to Success. If you want to have your life changed in your business, in your relationships, in the way you look at the world of success, you need to pick up Ignorance on Fire. Go to Amazon.com, buy the book, leave a review. I promise you, you're going to love it. Go get it today. Ignorance on Fire by Heath Oaks, Failing Your Way to Success. Ready, aim, fire. Second Shot is back for another round on the Real News Communications Network. The only thing going through my mind is that I'm mad I didn't get a second one of those kolache balls of goodness. <laughs> like, I've thought about that about two or three times now, that uh, how, how much, how awesome it would be if I had another one to bite into. Welcome back to the second segment of Second Shot, Matt, here. And Zach, and we're just chilling and, and, and talking just some roller coaster stuff that makes me kind of want to go to Six Flags. A little bit. Is that Kalachi place open all day? I hope so. It's never too late for breakfast it's stuff, right? It's just a ball of goodness. Well, I guess you? it doesn't even have to be breakfast, does what, it? No, it's no. Meat and what did cheese. you What did you get? Like I got the bacon, and egg, and cheese. Bacon, egg, and cheese. And it was the thick bacon, not that fake. Classic. Oh, really? Yeah. Classic good bacon. bacon. They, they, use, they probably use like Vermont sharp cheddar or something. Oh, man. Like this place, yeah, this place sounds incredible. It's legit. Right. Yeah. Um, I have to bring that in the office at some point. Yes. Uh, and it's right down the road, so we're yeah. good. You're yeah, right, it's right over there. I passed yeah. it so many times. I know it just looks normal. <laughs> yeah, uh, don't be afraid to try new things. Yeah. <laughs> well, second headline here: Pete the Planner, don't wallow, or as I say, it waller. Waller. <laughs> in what if problems, solve them. Oh, this All is right. something that can, you know, again, leading salespeople. <laughs> mm-hmm. I literally just got in this week over. But uh, what's funny, it says eight years ago or so, millions of Americans were on high, and low, high alert, right? You know, felt like the drop of the hat, your job could disappear. The recession, we were in full force of the recession. And, you know, according to the unemployment and GDP growth, the economy has recovered since then. But, you know, a lot of Americans right now are, you know, I, I do a lot of stuff in real estate as well. And, and there's a whole lot of like, we're, we're, we're the next bus. If you look at history, it's coming, you know, all of these things are happening. Prices are getting higher again. It just, everything leans to this thing is coming again. So um, it talks about in here that, look, you know, the uneasiness is always going to exist. And, and there's a lot of that. And it goes, I've lost a wink or two of sleep over negative what ifs. You probably have too. But what ifs generally go wrong because people tend to stop short of solving the hypothetical problem. Instead, they just waller, waller. is how I say it. <laughs> Around in the sadness. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Have you ever known anybody at Waller? I've known a lot of people that do that. And I understand that this is a place for some homespun wisdom. Absolutely. And I look, I always think back to the saying that worrying is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but you don't get anywhere. And I've met so many people like that, a lot of people in my personal life, that will spend so much time thinking, oh, this could go bad, this could go bad. And I'm saying you're sitting there just worrying about every hypothetical situation mm-hmm. instead of just doing it. And I, I tell you, nine times out of ten, if you just go on with your life, if you just try to solve the problem, whatever it is, it'll probably turn out okay. It may not turn out exactly like you want it, but it'll turn out all right. And you'll get to the end of it and look back and say, what was I worried about? You know, I, you know, I always say one of the biggest blessings and natural talents I had of, of why I've, I've been able to be a, a, at this point of success in my life mm. Because I'm not that smart. <laughs> it is a blessing that I'm not that smart. Yeah. You know, I barely graduated high school. I didn't go to college. 
I couldn't afford to go to college. I couldn't even pass. I, when I went, when I got into the junior college, I had to take the, you know, there's three remedial classes till you get to take a real one. Right. I was on the third one of all of it. And I go, so I got to go for two and a half years to just get to the real college class of a college hour. Hell with y'all. Okay. Yeah. Thankfully, I wasn't that smart because I didn't. I didn't really. I couldn't overthink anything because mm-hmm. I just didn't have that bandwidth, I guess, to to do it. So I just did it. I mean, my book is called Ignorance on Fire, right? For a reason. I mean, that's all I did is I was ignorance on fire. I just went and did things, and I think that. But I will tell you, over you know the last le- you know I just turned thirty on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Across the congrats. Across that mark, and I will tell you, it is more difficult now for me. To go out and do some random startup thing like I did back then. Yeah. Because I have more knowledge now than I had then. <laughs> right. And right. I'm not, that's truth. Sure. It, the more you know, the tougher it is. Right. Yeah. Sometimes just doing it, like not getting into too much digging into the back, because a lot of people, oh, put a business plan together, put all the, I never did. I did after the fact, after I, you know, yeah. had it going and, and had some smart people to hire. My mentor I said, look, don't try to learn all those. What you're doing, you'll be good enough at. You make a lot of money. You'll pay people to do that. Yeah, I'll pay the educated people <laughs> right to do it. You that's know, that's what the educated people are for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they get hired by the people that don't ask the what if questions. Yes, right? exactly. Well, and it and it goes that, that that's you know, I always say that I I think I was blessed to not have so much that I was just able to jump out and kind of go do it. And um, you know, we 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 get the what ifs all the time. I mean, and, and that happens personally as well, don't you think? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I even just thinking back to little bitty things gosh i mean have you ever just been standing like on the side of a pool on a summer yes. day and oh. you think that water's got to be freezing cold right yes. now and what do they say to do like do you do you tiptoe in or do you just jump straight in right and you and i both know it's always quicker and easier to just jump in. i know and i'm i still even knowing that that's the you thing still even stop. knowing that you yes. still think gosh right. it's gonna be so freaking cold yes it's gonna be the coldest water i've ever been in it's probably not gonna be but as soon as you do it cold for a second and then you're good yeah, yeah. if you dip good. your toe in yeah. it, get, it stays colder longer because you're slowly getting one slowly body part in, in and, and it's your cold, shins cold. Are cold yes. your knees yeah. are cold but we already we know that and we still do it exactly it's amazing you know and it but here's one of the most important things to take out of this is um i'm a brain science nerd i love brain science i love everything around it um you That's know a fascinating I, thing yeah. yeah i study a ton of brain science because uh, i think everything with us in our business, personal, everything we control, it, our mind is what makes it all happen. I think one of the best things I like to let people know is you control your mind. Your mind does not control you. Understand that having the self-awareness, when thoughts come in your head, you can change them. Mm-hmm. Okay? That I'm a firm believer in what Zig, you say, what comes in your ears comes out your mouth. If you got into my vehicle, all you listen to, all you'll ever hear is positivity of some sort, whether it's audio books of positivity of... Of, of learning or, or anything like that because you know whether or not we, if you listen to words that are in songs and stuff th- those words that come in sometimes those mean now i like my music i mean i just got my new chris stapleton album i love oh, yeah. chris stapleton i mean he is soul country like it used to be makes you want to cry on your back porch and drink a beer as you listen to him like he's he's hard but overall you got to be careful what coming in your ears because you control your mind yeah. what you tell your mind happens now let me tell you, I'm not, do I get down and pity party on myself? Absolutely, I do. I'm human, okay? There are many times I come home and I want to go back and I want to close up in a dark room, watch some TV, and not talk to a soul, and I want to feel sorry for myself because I had a tough day. But you know what I do? That don't, doesn't last forever. 
Okay. You don't take that with you. Don't I know, take it. I know so many people who do indeed waller in yeah. that in that feeling. Like mm-hmm. they'll and like you said, it, it extends to everything. They worry. They do all the what ifs. They they listen to sad music. They just want to be in that headspace for whatever reason. Whether that's just where they feel normal. I mean, obviously people are just built differently. But yeah, but you can change it. So like like yeah, here's you the thing can. is I get in that and I waller in it a little bit because I want to and I know that. Yeah. But you know what? I get out of that. I have the self awareness to know. I got to change it. So what I'll do the next day is change my situations of around it, and I get out of that. I mean, we all have them. So I think un- thinking that you got to be perfect and you can never have downtime or bad thoughts or any of that is absolutely setting yourself up for failure. You're going to. You more so is you need to know how to regulate it. Know when it happens that you can. You realize you're in it. You know, because a lot of times these people, most of them, you and I both know, Matt. Mm-hmm. How many have no idea that it's them? It's everybody else, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they don't even realize they're in it because it's <laughs> yeah. everybody else's problem, not theirs. Exactly. And it, it's it's the same as what we were saying earlier about your emotions. Like yep. you're, you got to keep your emotions in check and you got to keep your mind in check. Like yep. you got to you got to keep this these ideas where your your mind can spin off and never stop. You, yep. you ask one what if question after another after another until you just you realize it's so much easier just to get back to the root problem and say, do I want to do this thing or do I not want to do this thing? And if you want to do this thing and you see some positive result at the end of it, possibly, then go do it. Yep. Maybe you'll get there, maybe you won't, but you're never going to get there if you sit there asking what if the entire time. And if you want to get out of it, whatever you do, don't go try to console with somebody who's also negative Nancy like yourself. Mm-hmm. Make sure and find somebody who is who is not in that way because they're not going to do anything but fuel you and listen to them yes listen to them yeah don't just say you don't understand me yeah go find the positive people and listen to them yeah because the negative ones will do nothing but but take you down um the other road in a fast fast way so um wrapping uh wrapping up our second segment matt this this is fun man You're, you're fitting in perfectly here we're just going right at it so going on into the third segment see you guys in a minute now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Second Shot with Chad and Heath still to come. To all of my friends in the great state of Texas, if you would like to cut your power bill in half tomorrow, go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code WATCHCHAD. I will tell you that I have saved over 65% on my first year using energyogre.com. They do all the work for you, and they save you money at the same time so you never have to worry about it again. Again, go to energyogre.com, promo code WATCHCHAD, and save some money. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot with Chad and Heath on RNCN. Welcome back now to the third part, Matt. This is the one of the best parts because it's kind of just a free-for-all, except for the fact that we, uh, we also answer some of the uh, listeners' questions it, it, that they send in, and, and we kind of just get to chat around. It's a little bit more fun. I think they're all the best part, if you ask me. It's been, <laughs> yeah. a, it's been a pleasure Gee. sitting in here today. You like it, Matt? You've yeah, been yeah. great, dude. It's like we've known each other forever, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what we're supposed yeah. to do. You're good yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah. That's how it works. Yeah, we go way back. Um, you know, 30 minutes ago. Yeah, <laughs> 30, maybe, maybe 30 minutes ago, honestly. Um, hey, our first question. This is a guy named Javier. Javier, I actually met. He came to my book release party um, where my book uh, got released in, in February, and uh, – I'm in the insurance business. Javier is as well. Uh, he's on a different side. He does Allstate, so he does like property casualty in Arlington. So I'm sure he does home auto stuff like that. I don't. I don't do any of that. We do employee benefits. But um, you know, he said he's a devout listener. 
I appreciate um, the information greatly. He's a newer agent, one and a half years in the business, and uh, he's struggling to find agents to join his team. He said, we touched on the subject several times, but I'd love to know my approach on recruiting, um, you know, especially since he and I are in, in, in the same field. And recruiting is by far my most favorite thing about what we do. So educate me a little bit since I'm not very familiar with the insurance business. How, do, how does that work? You have, you have to build your own team of... Yep, you just say think about it like with your business. You know, if yeah. you um you, you have a radio show, you have teams of salespeople that are selling advertising, right? Yeah, yeah. You you need your the people who are running that that um, that show need people out selling, so they've got to go recruit good salespeople to go sell advertising, right? right? Okay. So obviously, with with Javier and myself, the more good talent that I have out selling our product or or your advertising and radio business, the better you're it's going to be, correct? Sure. The yeah, more absolutely. sales, the more ad come, more you get paid, right? Yeah the more they make. And typically in the insurance business, just like in the advertising, most of the jobs are 100% commission. You know, uh, if you, you know, being in, in broadcasting and all that, you'll realize most of those people are 100% commission. Mm. In insurance, most of them in 100% commission. So recruiting is usually the number one thing that everybody in the insurance world that's building their agencies has uh, issues with. It is by far my most favorite and what I'm probably the best at in the insurance business. Right. Is, and and is, we could probably do a whole show just on oh, yeah, this. Oh, yeah. Because this is something that's just its an interesting quality about you. you you're just hungry for this stuff. I love it. I yeah, love recruiting. You love the challenge. Yeah. yeah. So so tell me about recruiting a little bit. Why do, you, why do you like it? And why does everybody else, I mean, really seem to get hung up on it? Well, you know, I'm a dumb East Texas redneck <laughs> who had no chance and didn't have no reason to be where I am. Mm. This career changed my life. You know, because I had no special skills, I was able to do a 100% commission opportunity in which instead of making $8 an hour, I've made lots of money with. Yeah. So I believe in it 100%. I believe no matter where you are at, what situation you're in, if you want to work hard and do what we do, I have systems in place that if you come in and do what I tell you to do, when I tell you to do it, how I tell you to do it, you can make a lot of money because I was one of them. So mm. I believe it wholeheartedly. And I, my passion is watching people's lives change. I got... I've got people in, in, in my organization that four years ago were delivering the dry cleaning to the office and saw opportunity in them and hired them, and now they make several hundred thousand a year and have their own agency four years later. we got people that were flipping burgers at McDonald's, but they just had that extra smile to them that they did more than what everybody else did. And so, Javier, what I would tell you to do is stop looking for the quote-unquote um, um, what people, you know, what people say quality is, okay? Because, Javier, what you're probably doing is looking at what quality is. is some licensed agent that has failed over and over and over at other places and come in. They're going to do exactly what they did before, okay? Yeah. Um, you want to look for what I believe quality is, which is not about how they look, which is not about what they're doing currently. Quality is heart and hunger. You, Javier, need to be looking everywhere. When you go to Walmart and you ask the guy or gal working at Walmart, where is this at on this aisle? That one that says, well, let me let me show you. Takes you, walks, talks to you, blah, 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 walks you there. You need to talk to that person. Right. Because how many of them, majority of them all go what? Oh, down yeah. there. Yeah, right okay. over there. But, but the Maybe best they'll way, tell you an yeah, aisle number. Exactly. The best way to find out work ethic is working with somebody, right? Yeah. That you know that person has a little something more because they do different than everybody else. I look for people while they're in their workplace, while they're doing it. I'm Javier, you got to turn into you're always looking for somebody. Every, and here's the thing. The other way is, quote, unquote, easier because these people already have experience. You know where to look. But honestly, the real easiness is when you get to bring people in and train them your way and they don't have old bad habits. So I would tell you that the 
quote unquote quality is you can always train people and teach people insurance. I can clean you up. I've taken a lot of people to Goodwill and got them some suits because they didn't have them. Um, but quality to me is heart and hunger. It doesn't matter what you look like, where you work at right now, what your background is. If you're hungry and you want to work, brother, I'm going to make you a lot of money if you come yeah. with me. So, Javier, start looking at everybody and the things you can't change and the things you can change to help people with and become a walking, talking, believing billboard and you'll start attracting great talent uh, from the start. Yeah, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you're selling insurance, selling radio, Whatever. selling hamburgers. Yep. You gotta, if you have that desire in you, then there are good people everywhere. Yeah. You got it. And you will only ever get Law of the Lid by John Maxwell. You're only ever going to recruit the talent level that you are currently. So you have to become better and be somebody people want to be with and be around, you know, and, yeah. and you're going to start attracting those talents. Mm. Um, obviously, Javier, that's a really quick deal because I can go deep into that. Next question is a little bit different one. Um, this yes. from Amber Dorsett. Um, gentlemen, she's listened to every episode. Thank you for giving amazing advice. Uh, she says, three and a half years ago, she spent two weeks in India working with women who were rescued uh, from sex trafficking. I um, mean, it kind of really opened up her world to how bad it is um, here in the U.S. And she started working for a company that works to end poverty around the world called Trades of Hope. Um, and they have, a, they have it in the U.S., and strictly work with women who've been accused of sex trafficking here in the U.S., even more in the DFWA area. A couple of stats uh, for the U.S. The average age of a girl or boy trapped in sex trafficking is 14 to 16 years old. One out of five girls and one out of eight boys will be in sex trafficking. Uh, did, did you realize this, Matt? Uh, in, in a way, yes, but it's been only recently, and I'll, and I'll, say, I'll say why. Uh, when I was, I was working in news when the Super Bowl was in town, and, and there were all sorts of stories, and there's questions about whether or not how overblown these are, but there were a lot of stories that, that came out that I had never known because I'd never worked in a city where the Super Bowl was. They, they would say, well, with the Super Bowl comes all this business, but also comes a lot of sex trafficking because you got a lot of people in one place, you got a lot of people with maybe a lot of money in one place, and so people who deal in this area are drawn to places where there are huge events happening and they bring in a lot of sex trafficking and you have uh, police saying yeah this happens i mean we see an increase not necessarily of people being taken but the people who are already taken being brought into yep. the area and that was the first time i really i mean you think about it i knew people got kidnapped but you think they get That's kidnapped and they somewhere get, else and they get well or they get kidnapped and they get taken across the border or yeah, something yeah. like that you know but you never realize like how active it is mm -hmm. in your community in your backyard literally yep. Amber, I will tell you this. Uh, recently, in the last six months, this has been something that has been on my mind because it has been brought to my wife and mine attention, and my wife has been doing some things with it. Um, and it has blown my mind, Amber. I thought it was something in the third world, but I do realize you are correct. Every day, women and men are, and boys and girls are coming up missing, and we are not realizing they're coming missing to sex trafficking. We think somebody's, like, murdering them or did something like that, which is, you know, also not good. But I'm going to tell you, the sex trafficking is real, Amber. And I am, I am proud to hear you doing something um, and about bringing it to light and bringing an awareness with it. Mm. And, Amber, I would like you to send us some more, me some more info on the, the organization you're working with um, and, and how potentially that, that we could get involved to help kind of dig into some of this. Because I know my wife is at, at really interested in some of the local stuff as well and trying to bring some awareness because it's a much bigger issue than people realize. 
And if we don't do something about it now, I mean, this is, it really is. The, these are, you think about it, one in five girls are going to be subject to sex trafficking. That's amazingly high. Yeah. It's I mean, 20%. You could, you could yeah. drive by a school and say that one, that one, that one. I mean, those could all be, they could all be gone tomorrow. Yeah. 14 to 16 years old. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. You th- you assume kids you know, run away from home. Yeah, or me, yeah. in my head, I guess you, you, you think a kid maybe maybe look at held for ransom like in a movie. You know? yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you never even think it'll go or to this level. They're yeah. kidnapped by some creep. Sure. And it's, it's just, yeah, you they'll know, be one. fine. It'll, yeah, yeah. it'll be okay. And like, it's, yeah. it's not part of a bigger organization, which mm. is very organized. Or, or they go to Europe and you're going to get kidnapped there. But let me tell yeah. you, young ladies right here in DFW will go to a bar and a guy will pick them up. And that guy takes him takes him out for sex trafficking in DFW. Okay, this is real life here. Yeah. And 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 Amber is correct because we there's been a lot of research done with it, and and I have seen it recently as well, and and been doing things. So Amber, I would like more uh, information for the organization you work for, uh, you work with, and and seeing about things that we could possibly do because I, I I am aware of it, and and it is a topic that needs to be. Um, addressed and handled more and i appreciate you sending this so we can hopefully try to spread an awareness to see if other people would like to get involved for helping it so thank yeah. you amber for that thank mm. you amber um you know thank you matt thank you for stepping in buddy <laughs> it's been great it's been, it's been awesome yeah i feel like we've known each other forever intern luke livingston <laughs> you know big california guy playing football he's he's jacked like the nine like 19 jacked he's up he's got kid. some guns yeah. yeah yeah and zach you know see you um next time and, and and i got a baby due any day now oh so, my gosh you do yeah, yeah. and uh, we'll holler at chad later so thank you all and find um you can look me up at ignorance on fire second shotcast at gmail.com leave us a rating and review matt where can they find you uh you can find if you want to find more about my show it's oktalkshow.com all righty thank you all we'll we'll uh, see y'all next episode